Welcome to Inclusion Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care, aka the CICC. We're located at inclusivechildcare.org. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, Director of the Center, and I'm here with Priscilla Weigel, one of our inclusion consultants. Welcome, Priscilla. Thanks, Cindy. So glad to have you back. Good to be here. And we're excited today to be talking about a topic that we've talked in the past about a lot, but Mm -hmm. we're going to give it kind of a different spin today, and that's children and challenging behaviors. Sure. And we thought we'd approach it um, from the viewpoint of perhaps people who are supporting staff who are working with kids with challenging behaviors so it might be from a director's viewpoint or a mm-hmm. lead teacher or even someone who just knows that one of their co-teachers is having to work with a child who is displaying some challenges, challenging behavior and maybe there's a little stress there. Mm-hmm. Or, so you've got some great ideas today that you're going to share with us and our listeners. Well, I hope they'll be helpful. Um, one thing that, as you kind of alluded to, when you have a student that or a child that you're caring for that does exhibit a lot of challenging behavior, it gets to be wearing over time. And uh, often you kind of feel like you're all alone in the world. Mm-hmm. And we want to help our listeners out there remember that they're not alone and something that can help even if you are alone if you're a family child care provider or whatever one thing that can help is to kind of set the stage for success we talk about it all the time with children but for yourself you need to set the stage for success so you need to have some supports in place so that if by chance this occurs not that every you know person's going to uh, well, probably it is inevitable that there's yeah. going to be challenging yeah. behavior out there. Exactly. It's one of our most popular calls for the consultation program. But I think that one thing that's important is um, just to, to set it, set yourself up for success by providing some prep work mm-hmm. before you get to the point of stress overload. Exactly. And, yeah. and starting with a plan. Saying to yourself, okay, challenging behavior is going to occur. What what can I do when it occurs? So if you are setting up a program, if you're a director, there are a lot of guidelines that are out there to help you set up a behavior policy for your center, for your home. Just this, if this occurs, this is what we will do in response to that. Parents need to be aware of that upon en- enrollment so that you're not coming in the back door and saying, oh yeah, by the way, uh, this is how we handle this type of behavior. But instead, you're starting out right off the bat saying, if this were to occur, this is how I would handle it. So there's consistency there, so they don't feel like you're just picking them out as the bad guy or their their child saying, I don't like this child and I want him out of my program or whatever. It's 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 really proactive to just start with a plan and have that in place. I like that you use the word proactive because that implies there's intentionality mm-hmm. and it's really preemptive. So, you know, if somebody's already thinking that a behavior could occur because we're working with little ones mm-hmm. and they're trying out things, right, right. they're, you know, testing the waters and learning through their behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then someone might misstep a little bit. You know, Gartrell calls them mistaken behaviors right. because they're learning through behaviors. So they try a, a behavior and it's a mistaken behavior. Then we have something in place already. And if everyone knows about it, great, Mm -hmm. then we know what the next step is for that child. And everybody has a little less anxiety level 
because we know what we're going to do about it. That's a fantastic idea. Do you feel that um, plans, as you call them, behavior plans or this behavior planning in advance, um, that that maybe is a, a something that's missing for some programs or, or places that you visit? I think... Um, I, I think licensing requires it of most centers, I believe, and there are a lot of different templates that people can access. I know when I speak to directors out there, all the um, prep work, I think, that, that is in writing, the, the kind of pre-planning policies are very similar across the board. Um, the key is to, to know that it's not... Um, it's the last resort, when you, and, and, but you have to know what your last resort is mm -hmm. so that it's not feeling for a teacher, perhaps, that how long are we going to let this go on before sure. I get help? And, and So having a policy doesn't mean that it's a disenrollment policy immediately. You don't go to that. But, okay, what do we do? Let's say there's recurring aggressive behavior. How do we support that child? How do we help them work through that? What is the next step that we do? And that's when you move to the next step of kind of that prep work is prepare. Have your um, resource file ready to go. So that means that you have developmental information. Is this something that's typical for a child at this age level? Great. Maybe you've never served a uh you know, a five-year-old before in your family child care, and you've always worked with toddlers. And so now this five-year-old is exhibiting some behaviors that you think, hmm, I don't know, is this typical? Why sure. Why would they be, you know, using bathroom language all the time and, and you know, exposing themselves or, you know, all these types of things? And, and then you go and refer to your file of developmental milestone information or just typical development of a five-year-old or whatever, and you go, oh, this is something that can fall within the normal range of this age. Oh, I can relax because I know that this is a stage and that child will be moving on from this stage. Or this is an important critical stage and they need to go through this, depending on what it is. So you want to have your resource file with those developmental information um, pieces in there. Also, information on red flags mm -hmm. that you have that's easily accessed mm -hmm. to you. Um, we have a lot of resources with just things on this um, inclusivechildcare.org, our website, that the CICC, that are just fabulous resources for some for purchase, some for just reading through and getting more information. There's self-study courses. There's a lot of different opportunities for people to get those resources in place so that you know that. Yeah, I might add at this point, we do have um, some wonderful developmental brochures that are sort of laminated so they could even be hung if somebody wanted to in their center, uh, both from the birth to five, uh, three age and then the three to five age mm -hmm. that include typical developmental milestones and then things to look for that might be considered red flags. Mm -hmm. And so those are have been really useful tools for many people and they can be again accessed in the marketplace at our website. So I'm glad that you bring that up. Well, and also in that resource file, it's a great tool for parents. Oftentimes, as we've spoken over and over again, the, the sharing concerns with parents is probably the most challenging part of our job because we all get into this field because we love to spend time with children. But then if there is some sort of issue that comes up, it's really hard for a lot of people out there who are providing care to 
to bring that up with a family because you're talking about their precious baby and you don't want to hurt their feelings and you don't want to cause defensiveness and you don't want them to to disregard what you're saying and maybe pull their child out of your care and move on to something else because then the whole process starts all over again. So you can use this resource file as a way to educate parents as well about those developmental milestones that their child may be exhibiting and, and different strategies that are useful. You know, this could be a great place to just put any handouts you get from trainings that you go to mm-hmm, on right. behavior guidance mm-hmm. and you know information or articles that you come across stuff them in that file so that you can access those when you know whether it's biting whether it's potty training those are you know typical for toddler realm but just what are some common things that you would see some of our podcasts we've talked a lot about just the reasons behind challenging behavior and that type of thing well that's fantastic Priscilla so in your three-pronged approach so far we've looked you've looked at planning mm-hmm. and then um, preparing right. so those are two really great steps so yep. what is your third step the third is support 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 Perfect. and I think this is where it gets a little dicey for I think some directors because what happens often is here's the child dump I'm going back to my classroom because I need that child to get out of here it's causing such a dis- disruptive situation and what I try to really encourage teachers and directors and, and you know lead staff to be doing is to really, maybe you need that support of extra hands, have the director come in the classroom and maybe read a story to the rest of the group. But anytime you're passing off that child, you're saying, I can't handle you. I, I don't know what to do. And for a child, that is a scary feeling to yeah. think that the caregiver that they love and trust doesn't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. And that causes more anxiety than it's worth even putting a child through. So so you really want to encourage the listening closely to what the issues are when you have someone that's that's you're working with that has a child that has challenging behavior. Make sure that they're looking at the developmental stuff so referring them to that resource file and saying, "Okay, let's look this through and see where this child is on the developmental um, scale." And then the teach occurring uh, bringing up to the teacher that maybe it's a temperament issue. Maybe it's a personality clash. Maybe, you know, some of those things, and it's hard to see when you're in the midst of it. So being that supportive listener and really refraining from taking that child out of the classroom and out of that person's care, offering to help in the classroom to Mm -hmm. say, I'll come down and I'll read that story, or I'll come down and I'll wipe down tables before nap so you can spend some good time with this child reading a story and calming down because that was a big tantrum instead of sending that child off all the time. Because what happens is the the mistaken behavior, as you referred to, just continually spirals Mm -hmm. because that child is never guided into a better option. And it's really important to have that trusting, caring adult that they're used to doing that. Well, and part of the planning that you talked about could also be what are those supports right. that we'll bring in, you know, mm-hmm. because in different areas, different regions and uh, different states, you know, those supports are going to be exactly. different. In our area, we happen to be able to provide inclusion consultation, which right. is a wonderful support. Everyone doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. But there are other kinds of uh, resources available and you know whether it is bringing in somebody who can kind of give some assistance to the teacher maybe an extra pair of eyes to say mm, this is what I what might be going on in the mm-hmm. interaction I'm um, even having another maybe teacher do some observation of that classroom and be able to share oh this is kind of what I think is happening sometimes mm-hmm. in the interaction or the environment whatever it's part of their planning so they have already some supports in place right. and they know if I'm starting to have a struggle in my room 
I know that this this will be there right. to help me when I have a question. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to be on my own, but everybody's behind me, and I would be behind them as well. Right. It's a team approach, and exactly. and really, it's it it just is a very calming approach. Sure. For that person who's in the midst of it all, because it's stressful. Yeah. It's stressful. That's excellent. Well, any last uh, closing comments about well, this? Plan, prepare, support. If you can do that and have those resources available, you'll you'll remain sane and calmer through a lot of struggles. Well, thank you, Priscilla. I think those are really that's a very important message today. And uh, if our listeners are interested in more information, again, they can go to the website mm-hmm. inclusivechildcare.org and. Um, we do have a lot of tip sheets that have some really great pertinent information about some of the subjects you've even brought mm-hmm. up today, sharing concerns with families, red flags for development that might be really useful in that resource file. Yes. So, so thank you all uh, for listening, and we'll see you again, Priscilla. Okay. That's all for now. See you next time.